Hall of Fame coaches, national champions, lottery picks, the best minds in basketball. Welcome into the sidelines with Evan Daniels. What's up, college basketball fans? Welcome back to the Sidelines Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Daniels, college basketball insider over at FS1, as well as the director of basketball recruiting at 24-7 Sports. Today's episode is the 93rd episode of the Sidelines Podcast. We're going to bounce around a little. We'll start uh, with some talk uh, about the Kentucky Wildcats and why I think that they are a uh, national championship caliber uh, contender. Uh, we're going to dive into some of the other contenders and then talk uh, some of the least appreciated players in America. Before I get to that conversation with Conrad Company, I want to make sure that you are subscribed and supporting the Sidelines podcast. And the best way for you to do that is to go over to Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button for me. Leave a rating. Leave a review. All those things are very helpful. And you can also shoot me a note over on Twitter or Instagram. The handle is at Evan Daniels. Now let's jump to that conversation with Conrad Company. It's time to go man to man with Evan Daniels. Send it in, big fella. Now I want to welcome in Conrad Company, producer over at Fox Sports, and at this point, basically the co-host of this podcast. It's been fun rapping with Conrad on this show and talking ball. What's up, Conrad? Hey, man, how's it going? Co-host. That's to come with a pay raise or something, right? <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate it. Let's get more back to you in this whole college hoop season. Last night, man, you were back at the Kentucky Vanderbilt game. It seems like you're at a Vandy game every single week watching this top-level competition now. Last night, P.J. Washington was awesome. What's your current take on him right now? Yeah, two weeks in a row, I made a trip over to Vanderbilt, and it's kind of easy. I, I live, I don't know, five, six minutes from their campus, so I can slide over there. And, and I was there for what turned into a massacre when Kentucky was up. 45 to 15 in the first half. They looked really impressive, by the way, maybe as impressive as they've looked all season. I know Bryce Drew, the Vanderbilt head coach, was was raving about them in the post game. And you mentioned PJ Washington, one of the best games of his college basketball career. It was pretty uh, dominant. Nine of 15 from the field, three of three from the three point line, 12 rebounds. Three steals, 26 points. P.J. was nothing short of tremendous, and he impacted the game in every way. You know, he rebounded. He played hard. He ran the court. He finished around the basket. He made three three-pointers, as I mentioned, and, and that's, you know, that's been an area that he's shown a little growth this season, but he's coming off, you know, they beat Kansas, but he was 0-4 from three in that game. So his ability to stretch the floor is a pleasant surprise for them this season, and Man, he was he was just really effective. If if PJ Washington consistently plays like that, Kentucky is a, is a different team. Yeah, PJ definitely affected the game in many ways last night, and he was dominant down the stretch. How do you feel about his NBA draft stock at this point? Do you think he's leaning more towards coming out now or sticking around at Kentucky? Well, I think he's definitely going to head to the draft. I, I don't foresee him coming back to Kentucky for a third year. Now, that said, if he were to stick around and decide he wants to go to college for two more years, I think P.J. Washington could turn himself into a, an All-American caliber player and likely the SEC Player of the Year. But I don't foresee that happening. I think his eyes are set on going to the NBA and trying to make that work. Now, that said, he is a six foot seven power forward. Now, he does have a massive wingspan at 7'2", and his game has developed some. But I would say as of now, from a, a draft stock standpoint, he's looking second round or late first. And he's going to have to continue to develop and continue to develop that jump shot and show um, some consistency there. 
uh, if he's going to make the NBA and, and make a difference. But I definitely think that he's, he's likely out of there. Now, as of right now on this Kentucky team, is he the best player on this team, or who's the most important piece for this Kentucky team to make it deep in March? I don't know that he's the best player. You know, obviously, he changes the outlook of that team when he's playing like he did against Vanderbilt. The guy that I think is probably the most important piece would be Tyler Hero. And I, I, I think if you've watched this Kentucky team over the past couple weeks, they've progressively looked better and better. And I think some of that has to do with Tyler Hero playing better and better. I actually thought he was really good in that game last night, too. More from a, a scoring standpoint, not necessarily a shooting standpoint. Everybody thinks that he's just a shooter. He's so much more than that. He was 6 of 13 from the field last night. And outside of a, a dunk and a finish at the rim, it was mainly mid-range stuff. Pulling up, hitting runners, floaters. This is a kid that, that can really score. And I think you can make a very strong case that he's the most important piece to that puzzle because not only do they need somebody that can score like that from the perimeter, but also somebody that can keep the defense honest with a, a long-range shot. The other guy I think you can make a case for would be Ashton Hagens, and his is completely different. The reason that he's so important to them is the havoc that he causes on the defensive end and, and with his ball pressure. He's averaging 2.3 steals a game, but he just takes guys out of their offense um, with his defensive ball pressure and his ability to slide the feet and his toughness and physicality. But I, I think just because of his natural scoring ability and uh, potential as a shooter, that Tyler Hero might be the most important piece to that Kentucky team. But obviously this is a team that's improving and getting better. But I, I think those two guys, their roles are, are so key and important for Kentucky's success. Now, sticking with Ashton Hagens, you just brought him up. Over the past month, he's actually been the one that really gets this offense to start stirring the drink for the team. I mean, he's dishing the ball all over the place. I mean, he's really starting to come into his own since, I mean, basically the start of January. What's changed for him to make this leap? Well, I think the biggest thing that changed is they had a, a addition by subtraction, and I'm referring to Quad A Green transferring. And that's not necessarily hating on, on Quad A. I think Kentucky was lacking identity at the point guard spot. And Ashton Hagens is no longer having to look over his shoulder and see him when he's coming out. And, they, they, you know, he's the guy. He's the guy with the ball in his hands. He's the guy running the show. And he's responded in a big way. And obviously he gets a lot of confidence from his ability to defend. Um, and he's honestly, I think I've said this on this podcast before, but I, I think he's one of the more competitive kids that I've covered. And I would put him uh, right up with a Michael Kidd Gilchrist and a Josh Jackson uh, from evaluating him in high school. I mean, this is a dude that loves competition. He loves to compete. He loves to lock up the opposing team's best defender. And I, I think he's he's really taken advantage of an opportunity uh, when Quade left uh, to step up, fill that role, uh, and his confidence has only grown. And, you know, he's, he's progressing very nicely. And, you know, I, I think with the other thing you got to keep in mind is he was a freshman. And a lot of times – we just expect these kids to come in and be great. Well, not everyone can come in and have an instant impact like John Wall from game one. If you look at Ashton Hagen's numbers over the past couple games, Vanderbilt, eight assists. Kansas, eight assists. Mississippi State, nine assists. Auburn, six assists. I mean, that's really impressive. Three of those teams are ranked among the top 22 teams in the country, and he tossed out 23 assists against those teams. So I, I just think from a confidence standpoint, you see him building, and that's a good sign for Kentucky because that position is, is ever important. And to have a guy like him that can disrupt the opposing team's offense but also get your offense going and really run a, run a team is extremely important. Yeah, I mean, 
there's not a better time in college basketball to really start putting your roster together and really start having this glue come together. And obviously with Hero playing well, P.J. Washington playing well down the stretch, and now adding in Ashton Hagens, is this Kentucky team a contender this year? I, I know they were a preseason favorite. But now it feels like they've kind of revamped everything and they're ready to go into March. Yeah, this is a completely different team than the team that played Duke first game of the season. And I think a lot of people wrote them off. And I think the the crazy thing is, and, and, and Kentucky fans have seen this over the years, it's like this is a team, a young team. It's a team with freshmen in, in major roles, not just Ashton Hagens and not just Tyler Hero. But Emmanuel Quickly has a big role. E.J. Montgomery has a big role. You know, Jamal Baker didn't play it last year, and now he's back from an injury and is it has a role. You know, P.J. Washington's only a sophomore. The guy, the only guy with, on this team with experience is Reed Travis, and I, I didn't even mention Kelvin Johnson, who's leading them in scoring at 14 and a half a game. So I know that's a long way for me to say, certainly, they are a national title contender. I said on this podcast a couple weeks ago that I still had them in my Final Four, and I certainly still believe that they are a Final Four caliber national championship caliber basketball team. And I think that their upside exceeds just about every team in the country except for maybe Duke, which is saying a lot. I think this team is getting better at just the right time. They're 17-3 and overall. Three of the last four games, they beat ranked opponents. John Calipari's got this team going in the right direction, and I, I think these Kentucky Wildcats are most definitely a national title contender. Well, if we're going to be talking contenders, how many schools do you legitimately think this year could have a chance to win it all? That's a great question. And, you know, I just said that I think Kentucky has as much upside in the country as anybody outside of Duke. So uh, Duke is certainly a contender. You got three, the top three, you know, arguably the top three prospects in all of college basketball, and very likely the top three players to get picked in next year's NBA draft or three of the top four. Uh, Duke uh, is certainly a contender. I, I think Virginia uh, is certainly a contender. Their offense is better than it was last year. They still play that staple defense. I like Virginia. I like Gonzaga. And I think those four would probably be my current final four. And then I think probably in Tier 2, you've got to throw in Tennessee, Michigan, Michigan State. And so I, I think those seven, I would say, those are like the, the top seven for me in terms of, you know, pick a group and, and the national champion is going to come from that group. And then maybe the Tier 3 would consist of like a Nevada and a Marquette. But I, I think those first seven are the seven that I would, I would say have the strongest chances of winning a national championship. Sounds like you have seven teams that you consider to be a national championship contender, which is a lot. I mean, because usually this is the time of year when the cream of the crop really starts to rise. Going down the stretch, I know people, especially when it comes to March, are going to look for those Cinderella stories. You mentioned Nevada Marquette. Out of those two, if you had to pick one to make it to your Final Four, which one is it? That's a great question because I'm really impressed with what Eric Musselman has done at, at Nevada and, and the experience they have in that group and their ability to score, especially with those twins. But then Marquette is a team that I think is really playing tremendous basketball right now. They've won seven in a row, and they've only lost one game since November 3rd. Think about that. And I, I think that they have a, an absolute star college basketball star in Marcus Howard averaging nearly 25 points a game, shooting it at 43% clip. And I think the uh, the Hauser brothers uh, are really playing well. So I, I think Marquette would be the, the team that I would I would probably go with. I think Steve Wojciechowski has, has really done a tremendous job with that group. Yeah, well, speaking of Cinderella's or even like programs that are not as appreciated as what they probably should be, but they still made it into your tier three, which is pretty good. Let's talk about some of the most underappreciated players. Now, I know you have a list. Where do you want to start? 
Yeah, well, we can stick with Marquette. I, I think Joey Hauser is in the midst of a tremendous freshman season, and uh, it's not a name that's been brought up a ton nationally, but he's, I mean, he's been a big, big part of, of Marquette's success. You know, in the last games, Conrad, 18 of 32 from three. Think about that. That's absurd. Over 50% from three over the last eight games, averaging over 13 points in that span. But it's not just the the, the scoring. He, he does a good job of rebounding, and he's a team player that can pass. And he's so versatile, too. You can use him out on the perimeter. You can throw him inside a little bit. I, I just think his versatility, the shooting is obviously a major impact. But I think um, nationally he's been pretty underappreciated and uh, I think he's only going to get better. This is you know, one of the best freshmen in the Big East Conference. Another guy that I think, and I've talked about him on the podcast before, is Dwayne Sutton over at Louisville. He is just an absolute perfect fit for Chris Mack, and I think he's probably the most important player on that Louisville basketball team that's now ranked in the top 20. They're 15-5. and five. But this kid, um, he's just so tough and physical. He's a little undersized at 6'5", 6'6", but he's a tremendous rebounder, averaging nearly seven rebounds a game. And I think maybe the difference, and it's an area that he's improved and shown a lot of growth over the past couple of years, is his catch-and-shoot three-point ability. He's made 25 three-pointers on the season, and I think he's kind of the heart and soul of that Louisville basketball team. And he deserves attention and credit because without him, uh, Louisville's not 15-5. and I, I think he's arguably the most important player on that team. And the third guy, Conrad, that I would go with, is over at Virginia Tech. And this is a kid that I really liked in, in high school. I had him ranked in the top 70 players in the country. Six foot two guard, Justin Robinson. He is coming off the best game of his college career, a 35 point game where he hit nine threes and he tossed out eight assists. Very impressive. But he, he's having a big year for Virginia Tech, averaging over 14 points a game, 5.6 assists. Uh, he impacts it in so many ways for those guys. He knows how to run a team. He's obviously making jump shots, shooting at 42% from three. This is a kid that I, I just think brings it on both ends, and he hasn't gotten the love that he deserves nationally. This is a senior um, that's stuck around and that's bought in and uh, I said it about Dwayne Sutton in Louisville, but he's the heart and soul uh, of that Virginia Tech basketball team and uh, a tremendous leader and a guy that deserves a lot of credit for the season he's having. And, and you know, Virginia Tech's 16-3, and and, and Justin Robinson's a big part of that. It's so tough in college basketball because there's just so many games happening. There's so many different colleges. But when it comes time to March, you know that these guys will be talked about. Let's move on to recruiting because I know that you've been out and about a ton lately. You've been evaluating high school talent the past three months. Who do you think the best prospect is in 2019? Well, we we moved Anthony Edwards over at 24-7 Sports to number one back in November. And I've seen Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman and Cole Anthony, those are the guys we have one, two, and three in that order, quite a bit over the high school season. And I still think that Anthony Edwards is the number one prospect. I think he has tremendous upside. Uh, he's six foot five, uh, very impressive physically. He's got a strong, strongly built frame. He's a tremendous athlete. Uh, he's got a scoring package uh, that is ridiculously impressive. Now he can still be a little more consistent shooting the ball, and you know he's been a little up and down with his effort during the season this year. Uh, but his ability to create space, his ability to get to the rim and finish. Uh, to go with the physical gifts and the potential he has on the defensive end, and the, the you know he's um, he's kind of that new age guard Conrad that 
off the balance just so tough to com- contain, and he's really good in pick-and-roll situations. And uh, I, I think he's won, um, at least for now. You know, there's, there's a lot to play out. We'll see these guys in the All-Star games quite a bit coming up in March and April and uh, McDonald's game and Mikey Hoop Summit, and I'm looking forward to evaluating them further. Um, James Wiseman's had a, a really big uh, senior season, uh, much improved from the summer where he was hurt, uh, but just really impressed with his rim running, his overall athletic ability. Uh, he continues to improve and pro- progress on the offensive end. You know, he's had a really big season. He's gonna, he's honestly going to give us a, a tough decision to make when it comes down to it at the top of these rankings. So it's been pretty impressive to see him kind of bounce back and really have a strong senior season. And then, Conrad, I saw Cole Anthony out in L.A. Uh, this past weekend at the Nike Extravaganza, and it's probably the best I've seen him play. And uh, it, 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 for those that don't know, it's the son of, of former NBA player Greg Anthony. But Cole is a six foot three point guard. I think he's really developing into a point guard. I've always c- called him a combo guard. But if this past weekend was any indication, he is uh, progressing nicely. And it's as under control and patient as I've seen him. And he really looked to facilitate, uh, run his team, get his guys in his spots. And one thing I noticed about him is he is always talking. On both ends, offensively, he's getting his guys in his spots. Defensively, he's making sure um, that everybody's in the right spot and everybody's there to rotate. And uh, just really impressed with his performance this past weekend. So those are the guys I think at the top of the 2019 class that have separated themselves. And uh, we'll see how it plays out here over the next couple months. Yeah, you mentioned James Wiseman. I know that he's already committed to Memphis, but the other two are not. Where do things stand in their recruitment, and do they have a favorite as of right now? Yeah, so you mentioned it. James Wiseman's off the board, headed to Memphis to play for Penny Hardaway. Anthony Edwards, I think we're going to see his recruitment come to an end, I don't know, here sometime the next couple weeks. You know, He has already taken an official visit to Georgia. He's been to Florida State unofficially. He took a visit to Kentucky, an official visit to Kentucky, this past weekend. And he's going to go see Kansas on February 9th. I would actually be surprised if he sets up other official visits, but I think it's certainly a possibility. But I think we're going to see a college decision from him sometime within the next month. The teams that I would say are the favorite maybe be Georgia and Florida State, but I do know that that visit to Kentucky went well, and uh, and you can never count them out. So a little ways to go, but I think that the news here is I, I don't think we're that far away from Anthony Edwards making his college choice. In terms of Cole Anthony, he has put this off has been adamant about it. I actually spoke to him at Nike Extravaganza, and I asked him when he was going to make his decision, and all he would tell me was in the year of 2019. So he didn't give me a a very direct or great response, but in the year of 2019 is what he said. I think that North Carolina is the favorite here. Oregon is certainly heavily involved. Dana Altman was out there and watched them at the Nike Extravaganza, and then Tony Stubblefield, Oregon assistant, came the next day. But I would say that North Carolina would be the school I think is the favorite right now. But I would guess that we're a couple months away from, from him making his college choice. I know. I'm certainly looking forward to see where these guys end up. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting because I, I think those decisions could really impact college basketball next year. So uh, Anthony Edwards, Cole Anthony, be, be curious to see how those decisions play out. Conrad, man, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man.
Before I let you guys go, I want to make sure that you are subscribed and supporting the Sidelines podcast. And as you know, the best way to support this podcast is to shoot over to Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. Make sure you're subscribed. It's also important to leave a rating and a review. That's extremely helpful. You can also shoot me a note over on Twitter or Instagram. The handle is at Evan Daniels. As always, thanks for listening and have a great week.